fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 Hi! How's it going? Good. My name is Matt. This is Sandy. This is the Hotbox Podcast, episode four. What is that in Spanish? Cuatro. Cuatro. Thank you, Dora. Thank you, episode Addy Cuatro. We are coming to you live from hotboxpodcast.com slash live. Uh, If you guys ever want to call in live during the show, that number is 406-204-4687. You can also send us postcards from where you live if you guys are a fan of the show at hotboxpodcast.com slash P.O. Box. So, episode four. Man, we are killing it. I'm going to just start putting a one in front of what episode number it is just to make me feel better. This is episode 14. Okay. <laughs> so, how's it going? Lots of, lots of good stuff happening in the world of marijuana. Oh, yeah. You know, it's summertime outside. Well, it's not quite a summertime. It's getting close to summertime. There's still snow on the mountains. The last so three days has been summertime. It ha- It's felt like it. Tomorrow, so, winter. Who knows? Well, it's supposed to be a 100% chance of rain. 100% chance of suck. Of Thank something. you, meteorologist. You know, it's Montana, though, so I think we need to just come to the realization at some point in time that we only know what weather it is by looking up outside yeah it's uh it's nice out all right it is it is planting gardening weather it's farming weather up here how's the uh, farming going amazingly how's the pharmacy going amazingly good good no problems still so far so good everything's going great that's crazy you wouldn't think that we were in such complete and utter turmoil from the way you're running your business. Nice it's job. because I'm in Columbia Falls that's actually taken the stand of allowing me to function as a business. And they'll <laughs> um, address any problems they might have as they happen. That's really... That's weird coming from that place. Like, I mean, no... <laughs> Nothing against Sea Falls, but you guys don't have the greatest reputation for being like a, a lovely place to live. That's good. I'm impressed. Like, I thank you, Columbia Falls. Thank you, Columbia Falls. Yes, once, definitely. Once known as the chlamydia capital of the U.S., now known as the marijuana capital. I like that much more. It, it has a certain je ne sais quoi. Chlamydia, bad. Marijuana, good. Yay! Can marijuana cure chlamydia? Uh, no. Okay, because I was going to say, if so, maybe that's why they're doing it. Although I'm sure there's certain websites out there that probably have videos that say that it causes it. I heard uh, <laughs> chiropractors can cure that, too. You're just trying to start I'm it. just playing. I'm just effing around. Come on, have a sense of humor. So, Seriously. it is It is actually just about a good time, getting to good time, for outdoor planting of your medicinal plant. Do we have enough sunshine here to do that outdoors here? From June, about mid to late June, until, until harvest sometimes yes really and it doesn't they won't like die when it gets below freezing we have like 80 degree weather in the daytime nighttime 31 okay we live in montana so there's no guarantee of right. what weather we will ever have you may have frostbiten buds anybody frostbiten else remember buds. the blizzard in july i remember one in august 
I remember back I, in the yeah. late nineties. Oh yeah, I remember I was some camp. pretty good ones. I was at church Bible camp and we were swimming. It started snowing. We were like, "Well, there's a sign from God." <laughs> and then I grew up and <laughs> knew better. But so uh, we got this sent in to us by the Montana Connect. This is thank the, you, Heidi. Thank you very much. This is the history of the non-medical use of drugs in the United States, and this is a really long uh, speech. You could say so. We're gonna just really quick outline uh, a few points here, and then we'll put a link to it in the show notes at hotboxpodcast.com, and you guys can uh, check it out there. Uh, it says this speech is derived from the Forbidden Fruit and the Tree of Knowledge, an inquiry into the legal history of American marijuana prohibition by Professor Richard J. Bonney and Professor Charles H. Whitebread <laughs> the second. There was a Whitebread before him. Uh, in this speech, Professor Whitebread. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? In this speech, he uh, refers to the following documents, which are online in this library, either in whole or in part. The hearings of the Marijuana Tax Act. That's. Do you remember when they spelled marijuana with an H? Yeah. Well, I've seen it written with an H. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, it's an older thing. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I've never... I've always seen it I with I think the they J. switched it to a J because it has a link to, like, the Mexican cartel-y thing. I think they switched it to a J because all of the reggae singers can't pronounce their H's. I think they did. <laughs> they did it to make it evil. And then it was a marijuana, a signal of misunderstanding. And then the Pure Food and Drugs Act of 1906. Anyone remember 1906? Beautiful times in our uh, history. I believe it was just over a hundred years ago, though, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 06. so not that long ago when you think about it. Two thousand six right? would have been. So yeah, just over like what hundred and four years ago. Hundred and four. Wow. There's there's people. So there's people that have been alive before this. Right, right, and yeah. they saw that. I would oh. like to interview some of them. Because they're probably, are they still in the mindset? Because it's generally the older population that's like, ah, oh, you're going to go crazy and rape and murder and listen to jazz music and hang out with the coloreds and stuff. Like, they're the people that you see when you see a colored, like, take a drink out of the drinking fountain, their eyes just get all wide, like, oh, wait, it's 2010. We're yeah. cool with that now. <laughs> they thought they had different germs than the whites did. It's <laughs> so silly. You guys were so silly back then. Oh, man. Uh, this session is going to be about the history of the non-medical use of drugs. Let me say that because this is going to be a story, I think it will interest you quite a bit. The topic is the history of the non-medical use of drugs, and I think you ought to know what my credentials are for talking about this topic. As you may know, not me personally, but the writer here, uh, Mr. Whitebread or uh, whoever... Uh, as you may know, before I taught at the University of Southern California, I taught at the University of Virginia for 15 years from 68 to 81. Uh, in that time period, the very first major piece that I wrote was a piece entitled The Forbidden Fruit and the Tree of Knowledge. I've heard about that book. It's pretty pretty interesting read. Have you ever read it? For, I like, haven't. Cover to cover? It's pretty, I haven't, but I should. We should. Maybe we'll have a book club. <laughs> Oprah. Uh, the Legal History of Mejijuana in the United States. I wrote it with Professor Richard Bonney, still of the faculty of the University of Virginia. Uh, it was published in the Virginia Law Review of October 1970, and I must say that our piece was the Virginia Law Review in October of 1970. Thank you. Uh, the piece was 450 pages long. It got a ton of national attention because no one had ever done the legal history of marijuana before. As a result, Professor Bonney was named the Deputy Director of the National Commission on Mejuana and Drug Abuse, and I was a consultant to that commission. So, 
maybe uh, he's he knows what's going on. A little on. more qualified than some people who speak on the matter, I would have to say. A little say. more qualified than uh, the president of the Elks, perhaps? Or what was that guy? Who, who was uh, he? Yeah, he was the president of the Elks Club that was talking about marijuana right. dosage. Yeah. Your, your credentials, sir? Yeah. Well, I uh, hang out at a bar all the time and drink a lot. Okay, I see how that could qualify you. <laughs> Sounds good. So he says the situation in 1900... Um, There were far more people addicted to drugs in this country than there are today. Depending upon whose judgment or whose assessment you accept, there were between 2 and 5% of the entire adult population of the United States addicted to drugs in 1900. What kind of drugs did they have back then? Like, they didn't have anything like what we would consider today drugs. Like, no LSD, no Special K, DMT, PCP. Well, no, but you have to, like, consider, I mean, in 1900, what were, what were their, their requirements for cleanliness or things that they bought over the counter to make drugs right, with? Right, right. I mean, I'm sure it was dangerous to go anywhere in 1900 This was right before they were using meth to make the troops march all night and ecstasy during marriage counseling. And this was when, uh, was it Huxley that was doing the experiments with the uh, spider webs on LSD, the spiders on LSD and watching their webs and stuff? Yeah. I think it was him. I'm, I'm not for sure. But yeah, so, I mean, they had, you know, the base drugs, but there wasn't any of these crazy chemical analogs like what no, we have now. No, it was just heroin, cocaine, marijuana, um, opiate, you know, opiate stuff. Right. I mean, it, opiate, marijuana, I mean... Morphine. That was it. The basis for drugs, right? Right, there. because like things like methadone and stuff weren't invented until World War II, because that was Hitler's doing, I believe, with the whole synthetic opiate stuff. So I don't know. Uh, the use of morphine in battlefield operations during the Civil War was so extensive that by 1880, so many Union veterans were addicted to morphine that the popular press referred to morphinism as the quote soldier's disease. Now, uh, being from Virginia, as I am, the Confederate veterans didn't have any problems about being addicted to morphine because the South was too poor to have any, and therefore battlefield operations on the Confederate Army were simply done by chopping off the relevant limb while they drank a little whiskey. Is that where we get the whole pour out a little liquor for my dead homies? Probably. From way back then? Oh, yeah. That's pretty awesome. So they... They were only full of drug addicts because the government created them, it seems like, from I, I what this is saying so I think that's a constant far. through all history. Yeah? It's, I mean, now... The CIA selling cocaine and crack and... Well... Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> American Drug Wars is a pretty good documentary that goes into some stuff about that. That so. it does. That it does. So... The Pure Food and Drug Act, we're just going to kind of skip around here because this is really long, and this uh-huh. this would be like two podcasts if I just read the whole thing. So uh, the Pure Food and Drug Act, if you didn't know, this was a single law which has done the most in this country to reduce the level of drug addiction is none of the criminal laws we have ever passed. The single law that reduced drug addiction the most was the 1906 Pure Food and Drug Act. Uh, This did three things. One, it created the Food and Drug Administration in Washington that must approve all foods and drugs meant for human consumption uh, we've ever passed. The single law that reduced drug addiction the most was the 1906 Pure Food and Drug Act. This guy liked to repeat himself a lot. 
Do you think he has Alzheimer's? Oh, uh, well, he might have been trying to make sure he had X amount of words. Too. Oh, right, right. I got to I got to fill a quota here. But this <laughs> awesome. basically right here it says that this is how the government got the ability to prove ev- approve everything that we ingest. Uh-huh. And that is that a good thing though because nowadays we almost need them because there's so much BS trying to get approved and they've gotten around a lot of it by saying this isn't a drug. This is a supplement, and supplements don't need to be passed by the FDA. I'm fine with people telling me what they recommend I put in my body or not put in my body, but I do not want people to tell me definitively what I can and cannot. Right, because when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, this is my body, not yours, and I understand it's in the government's best interest to keep my body working well, going to work every day so I can make money so that I can give them uh, most of it. It's in their best interest not to have a bunch of lolled out, drugged up, you know, piles of flesh and bone pretty much. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I think maybe overstep boundaries Well, it's a also bit. their way of making money, because if they approve it, that means they have to tax it, right? Because right, they have to right. pay for something, right? So, they can tax everything. They can get these companies to pay them to approve stuff. The FDA does it all the time. How do you think there's so many drugs out there that we take on a daily basis that actually they find out later on kills you? Maybe it's because everyone is depressed. We all need our Prozac. I think it's because there are certain parts of our government that have control over what gets approved and what doesn't get approved. Which is what number two is here. The Pure Food and Drug Act said that certain drugs could only be sold on prescription. Um, And as you know, this is still true today. Go look in your medicine chest. Requires that any drug that can be potentially habit-forming has to say so on its label. Warning, may be habit-forming. Uh, The labeling requirements, the prescription requirements, and the refusal to approve the patent medicines basically put the patent medicine business out of business and reduce that dramatic source of accidental addiction. Yeah, how's that working out now? How's that rate of accidental uh, OxyContin addiction going? What was the stat? One in four high school kids? Nice work, FDA. It's or insane. Purdue, whoever's fault. Who's fault? Who are we pointing the finger at this week? Is it FDA or is it uh, Purdue still? I I think it's just a little bit. Purdue of made it, but the FDA approved it. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a great pill. I mean, I spent a good ten years of my life doing it. It's great. When you want to stop doing it, though, maybe not so great. I can I could buy it easier from somebody younger than I I think than somebody older than me. It's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Why do you think if you do go to Google or news.google.com and search Oxycontin, every single article is about how another pharmacy got robbed and another pharmacy got robbed and someone got killed and this guy got popped with this many pills. It's all opiate pills. Because but not all so their money is going into the... I mean, all their money is going into the government. So it's okay for that to happen and for us not to hear about it continuously. Right, right, right. Marijuana right now, though, it's evil. It's wrong. And the government's not making so much money. So it's got to be evil, wrong stories. Right. And just imagine if we didn't have the internet. Like, how much of that would you really hear about? Like, these stories aren't on the news. Like, you have to go and look for them or have a feed set up like we do. But... It's not something that you're going to be sitting down with your family and you like turn on the news and it's like another pharmacy robbed another farm like that's all the news would be if that's what it was oh, because yeah. it is so prevalent there's so much of it it's ridiculous but you know speaking from someone that went through that and 
traveled the long, hard road out of hell. Like, I can see what these people are going through. You know, you get to a certain point with that drug and you don't have it. You're willing to do pretty much anything to get it because it hurts so bad. It's like every cell in your body is screaming all at the same time. And the only thing that will make it stop is getting that next hit. You know, it's crazy. A lot of these people who are against this have never had to deal with physical pain, mental right, anguish, right. emotional issues, or or um, they've never been addicted to anything that exactly. would cause them to feel that. Well, look at Rush Limbaugh. He was always like, ah, oh, drug users should be put in jail and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Hey, Rush, what's that in your pocket? Oh, it's a bottle of Oxys. Uh, so you want us to go ahead and prosecute you to the fullest extent? Well, whoa, 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 whoa. Not me. I mean, I was talking about these other guys. Not me. I'm Rashimba. You know, like, he, it was cool when it wasn't you. And then as soon as it's you, it's like, whoa, maybe, uh, maybe I need help. I need treatment, not jail. Everyone else, though, they need jail, but not me. I'm a victim. Yeah, it's never, ever, ever going to be anybody else's fault. Exactly. Ever. You made the choice, right? So then the next thing was the Harrison Act, the very first criminal law at the federal level in this country. To criminalize the non-medical use of drugs came in 1914. Take notes, this will be on the test. It was called the Harrison Act, and there are only three things about the Harrison Act that we need to focus on today. Number one is the date, 1914. Some of you may have uh, thought that we used to have the criminal law to deal with the non-medical use of drugs since the beginning of the Republic or something. That is not true. The entire experiment of using the criminal sanction to deal with the non-medical use of drugs really began in 1914. The second interesting thing was that the drugs to which it applied, because it applied to almost none of the drugs we would be concerned about today. Hmm. The Harrison Act applied to opium, morphine, and its various derivatives and analogs, the derivatives of the coca leaf, like cocaine. No mention anywhere of amphetamines, barbiturates, marijuana, hashish, hallucinogenic drugs of any kind. <laughs> the Harrison Act applied only to opium, morphine, and its various derivatives. And Which are all coca. things I have had at the hospital. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Weird. Opium and morphine at the same time, I think, probably. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, they'll, they'll just pump that into you. That's awesome. They're like, you can have your opium, your morphine, you can have your cocaine. And let me tell you a little secret our scientists just figured out. If you mix them together, whoo, let me tell you about a speedball. And they're like, this, this is fine. This is all right. And so those were the things that they outlawed, was those three things that we get in hospitals. The other things weren't even mentioned, and those are the things that we... I mean, marijuana is like the only thing on that list that... Should even... Not be considered on here really at all as a drug, like a drug drug. Yeah. That's like weird. So it's drug. like... And then you go, you go to 1937, which is the marijuana prohibition. And then you go down to, they started making the laws. And then it goes down to the Tax Act, which was also 1937. Weird, right? Like, there was this big gap in there. And then all of a sudden, it was like, boom, boom, boom. One right after another, all in the same year. Well, and it's all been within the last hundred years, too. A lot of people act like marijuana has been banned since, like, the Bible was written. Yeah, right. It's it wasn't. Been, it's been within my grandparents' time. 
And that's why that older generation has people's such grandparents' uh, time, right? And that's why they have such a negative association with it because that was happening when they were in their prime, almost, you know. Mm-hmm. And they remember that they, they hear the word marijuana with an H, and they go, "They're like, whoa, the devil's Crazy. weed, the devil smoke." <laughs> So, but yeah, we'll put a link to this in the show notes. There's a lot mm-hmm. of great information. It goes on to 1956 and the Daniel Act. Uh, and then uh, he concludes up with the, the uh, some more info on the prohibition of alcohol and all that. So pretty interesting. Druglibrary.org if you want to check that out. And we'll put a link to it in the show notes at hotboxpodcast.com. It is definitely a good source of education. All right. Well, moving on here. Uh, we talked about last episode, last Tuesday, about L.A., and they were having a lot of problems with... They were basically going to shut down a lot of mm-hmm. those dispensaries. Well, we got a story here that somebody <laughs> or a group found a loophole in the new marijuana ordinance. So Somebody can always find a loophole. Well, it's just like computer security, hacking. I'm a big geek like that. So if a human creates it, another human can reverse engineer it and figure out a way to get through it. So if a human makes a law, another human is going to be able to find a way around it. And that's why we pay lawyers millions and millions of dollars, you know, like, get me out of this. I don't care how. If you have to take a needle and make your own loophole, you're going to do it, you know. So uh, L.A.'s new medical marijuana ordinance has a loophole that allows dealers to sell pot over the Internet and deliver it to their customers. And a city council member, of course, wants to, you know, put a stop to that. So you don't want us going into shops and doing it. And we're like, fine, we'll sell it over the internet. Because, hey, we can buy anything on the internet. I just... Anything! I, I made a bid on eBay the other day for uh, some plutonium. Shh. Neither here nor there. Just a little something. little hobby of mine, let's a say. A little side thing. A little, little something-something. A little plutonium. Not weapons grade or anything like that. So don't freak out. But, you know, you can buy anything online. Why Why wouldn't you? You if can we order Papa John's. we were getting watched John's- before by the government, we're getting watched now <laughs> right, for thank that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, you can order Papa John's pizzas online, right? Oh, yeah. I can get prescription medications online. I, I, I can get Viagra online, dude. Oh, man. I can get all sorts of stuff online. Oh, Let me, yeah. let's, let's take a jaunt through my spam folder. <laughs> you can find all sorts of stuff. I can get... um. I can get a bride online, even a Russian bride. A Russian. I saw that the other yes. day. Some of those are uh, pretty, you know, pretty. It can be, yes. I would like to place an order for a non English speaking six foot five double D. 34, 36, you know, like Russian bride. But see, Russian all of bride. that is okay because none of it is a dried plant. Right. It, every, all of that's fine to sell online. Even though once my bride gets here and I have sex with her, that feeling will be like I was on drugs. Still, you can't ban it. Or she could show up and kill you. Or she could be a mule and show up with drugs, Russian drugs. She could get here and be... She could kill everybody. She could be the one bringing my plutonium. But that's all okay. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's all okay because she's not a dried plant. Wait, are they cracking down on human trafficking yet? Not uh, as much as marijuana. Weird, huh? We could probably place an order for like 15 little Mexican babies and get them here and have less of a problem than ordering weed online. Oh, yeah. And that's weird. 
Because once you raise those 15 Mexican babies, they're going to grow you a lot of pot. Let me tell you something about Mexicans. I'm part Mexican, so I can say that, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of part Mexican, Councilman Jose Huazier filed a motion on to You would think that of all, out of all the councilmen, the Mexican dude would be like, Yeah! Let's smoke! Holmes, that's why I'm a councilman. Christ. Like, why are you against it, dude? You're lucky you don't live in Arizona, if you know yeah. what I mean. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Jose. I went Ooh. there. Uh, yeah, he filed a motion on Tuesday that would ban the so-called mobile dispensaries. Quote, the city has received dozens of complaints regarding this new ruse that has arisen in an attempt to circumvent city and state regulations governing the city's collectives, he said. Is that the case, though? You're. It's not like we're fooling you. You said we couldn't do it this way, but you didn't say anything about doing it another way, so we did it another way. It's because they're... Whenever you find a loophole, it makes them angry because they're like, ah, you found it. No, you found our weakness. Right. Don't poke us there. It hurts. But you you put the weakness there in the first place, but not us. But they didn't us. realize that. You're pointing out the fact that they weren't thinking of all of the different angles. That's, so that's you're silly. you're basically proving them wrong in a sense. And then they're like, oh, well, it's dangerous. Okay, well, you Prove know. It. We'll shut everything down that's possibly dangerous on the internet. No gun. Oh, on the just on the internet. Yeah, uh, we would not have the internet. The internet would consist of three sites: ESPN, <laughs> Fox, probably, <laughs> and the Jam Hole and Hotbox podcast. <laughs> maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe. Wait, you can't. Fingers you can't. Crossed. Th- you, how many people die driving cars? You're not gonna try and ban car production. I mean, you wouldn't think that by looking at Detroit right now. But hey, that's not our problem or our fault. You know, mm-hmm. you don't ban oil because it's leaking out at a million gallons a day, right? Like, come on, that's unbelievable. How about how about you leave weed alone just for like a quick hot minute and go deal with that oil spill real quick? That would be beneficial. Can you guys fix that because? You're really hurting everything. I could probably get a resin ball that would plug that that know, pipe pretty damn quick if they gave me the chance. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that somebody said something about a big tampon. <laughs> to just plug it up. Oh, goodness. I love our listeners so much. Uh, but, yeah, he's saying, uh, quote, as such, it will be in the best interest of the city. And provide clarification to the public, you know, the public that all smokes weed, uh, if the council were to explicitly prohibit any delivery service unless it operates in full compliance with the ordinance and existing state law, both of which prohibit the transportation of medical marijuana to a qualified patient except by his or her primary caregiver. So the problem isn't ordering it online. The problem is transporting it. Well, yeah, but if it's their caregiver, then what is the what? What's the problem? Exactly. But is maybe it, um, do they do they think that the people are smoking all of it the whole way there? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, what's the problem? If their caregiver's driving it, then let them do it. Maybe I'm thinking maybe in L.A. it's not always the caregiver driving it, perhaps. But still, well, then, then deal okay, with that. Yeah, deal with that on a problem. case on a case by case basis. Don't make a generalization. Don't make a blanketed statement that's saying all of you are doing it wrong, 
Because granted, some of them are doing it right. Some of them are doing it wrong. Some of them are not even signed up and we're still smoking, allegedly. But if you're going to allow it, you have to allow it. You can't be like, well, it's okay except for, you know, this yeah. and that. That's silly. It's 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 them saying, you know, it, they're, it's got the double standard. It's Actually, completely and D, a double standard. D-Bud's got a point. He says one guy running all over the L.A. County, hundreds of patients, not going to happen. Okay, so, that's fine. Well, then he should have not signed up hundreds of patients. You need to know your limits. Well, can you limit a business like that in a capitalist society? You're saying you're too big of a business. Slow down. I thought the whole point was to be big and prosperous. Well, so, you need, but you you need to be responsible about it. Or though. you need to change the law to say the caregiver or some of their primary employees then. Or make a separate license. You have a caregiver license who's allowed to grow it. You have a separate license, and they're the transporters. Transporter one through three. I'm a driver. I'll do it. I think they should allow courier services. Exactly. I think think they should figure out the right way to do it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But if people are sticking to the rules, don't come along and tell them that they're wrong for it. Yeah, exactly. Just because you're punishing them for doing good. Again, we've talked about this. You're you're giving them fines because they did too well. You know, like that's silly. What's yeah. the whole point then? Did you find Starbucks when they opened up a Starbucks on every single block in L.A.? No. You, would think- you congratulated them. Good job, Starbucks. <laughs> Way to make it in our capitalist society. Yay. Yay. You, you would think they'd be excited about the fact that the marijuana is being brought to the person's house instead of the person coming and picking it up somewhere and then potentially smoking it in their car or selling it between point A and point B you should or be excited. something like that. You should be excited for the fact that we all actually went through and jumped through all of your little hoops to get signed up to do it legally rather than just kept smoking it the way we were smoking it because we were just fine before. You know, we're trying to help here and you're making it really hard for us to help. And you're really making us kind of not want to help anymore. You know, you can only get slapped in the face so many times before you run out of cheeks to turn. I got two left. Guess where they're at? (laughs) So anyway, uh, Huizar urged the council to have the city attorney amend the ordinance, quote, on an emergency basis so it can be enacted quickly. You know, ipso facto. We're going to make this law because you guys were smart and found a way around it. Hey, I thought potheads weren't supposed to be smart. What happened here? They don't They don't realize how much time we spend sitting around talking when we've... <laughs> we need to go back through our uh, ordinance and rewrite it to totally screw you out of everything. You know, if they, if if I were to actually sit down and record a lot of what I say when I've medicated, I probably say some pretty smart stuff. I bet. And and I actually kind of make connections that I don't think I would normally make sometimes. What well, it's like that part in that Tool <laughs> album where he's like, "If you think drugs or what, what what was this focus? I think it was just drugs in general. If you're against drugs, then throw away all your music because every great album that was ever made was made under the influence of someone that was really high on drugs. Uh, music, movies, books, anything creative. I know. Unless I mean, you want a society full of call center clones. Then just let it be, you know? Uh, was it Silly. Ralph Waldo Emerson, one of the yep. greatest poets? He was a raging alcoholic. Yep. 
raging. <laughs> Probably a pretty wicked wife beater, too. Uh, yeah. I mean, those things kind of go hand in hand. But, but he's revered. Yeah. I mean, but he's revered for it. It's crazy. It's nuts. It's like Eminem. People aren't going to remember Eminem for like all of the times him and Kim got in a fight. They're going to remember him for the music he made. It's yeah. like, we revere you for just whooping that B's A. See what I did there? We're going to remember Yay, you. censoring Thank you. yourself. Thank you. Self-censorship. We're going to remember you for all that amazing, you know, music you made. Or, and whoever, you know, you can fill in the blank, but... That's great. I want them all to be remembered like that. But at least, you know, remember some marijuana people for good things, too. I mean, there's some Absolutely. good people out there. We're all good people, if you look at it. Yeah. If you take, take a subsection of society, take, let's say, 50 alcoholics, 50 potheads. Which is the group you would rather hang out with or rather talk to? I hate talking to people that are drunk. They're all like in your face like, no, no, bro, bro, bro. Check this out. I, I love you. Oh, no, I'm going to throw up. Yeah, yeah, but like potheads, I mean, we're maybe a little slow every now and then, but like we get to the point, you know? Some of the greatest people I know, I, it makes me so mad that none of these like government officials, voices of our city are talking to these people who lost their jobs because the economy went in the toilet and the town isn't doing anything to help them. So they're using medical marijuana to help take care of their families and help people who need help. Right. Those people, those people should be thanked for what they're doing. Exactly. Instead of their oh, I don't fines know, and yeah, jail time possibly. They're not living off the government. They're not putting their kids off on somebody else and saying, yep. "You take care of them." I lost my job. They found a way. They found a way to take care of their family and to take care of other people. And, and now you're making their life hard. F you. And they did it. Jumping through all of the hoops that you set in front of us. A couple of them you even lit on fire. I know everyone likes a good circus, and that's really funny, but it's not very funny to those of us jumping through it, burning our behinds, you know? So, under the new ordinance, only the 186 dispensaries that were operating when the moratorium was imposed back in November 13th of 07 can remain open. Uh, because of some of those have ceased operating, the city attorney's office estimates... There are about 130 pot shops that are grandfathered and not banned by the new ordinance. Uh, the operators of 439 pot shops were issued cease and desist letters a month ago, instructing them to shut down by June 7th. Now, did you know that we have um, that we had a couple of clinics I've been told were issued cease and desist here? orders? Yes. Really? For using the word pharmacy. Ah, they have cool billboards. Yeah. I liked it. I thought that and was really clever, honestly. Yeah, they spelled it wrong, but Farm. I was told they were they were given a cease and desist really? order. On what basis? Because they used the word pharmacy. But they spelled it F A R M like a farmer. Yeah, but I guess from I don't know. I you know, when you think about it, it kind of seems like a situation where somebody probably tried to use pharmacy PH. You know, it almost seems and they like said maybe, you can't do that. And then they were like, oh, well, no, no, no. So and so's doing it uh, over here. I was going to say maybe that somebody went into them trying to fill their oxy script and they're like, whoa, we only have medical marijuana here. And they got all pissed because they were having withdrawals and maybe they went and complained. 
don't know. It's I silly. Don't, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's totally nuts. But I was told that they were done that. But the guy isn't going to, you know, he's fighting it because he's got a lot of money into his place, as does a lot of caregivers out there. <laughs> Chris608 says, well, we really should not have a sense of humor. We are potheads. Void of personality. <laughs> no kidding. But now, I have a question. So... They're making it sound that they're they're uh, they're issuing these cease and desist orders because there's too many of them, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens in a capitalist society when we have too many of the same thing? Don't don't they just fight and with their products and whoever has the best one will come out on top and those that don't will just go out of business or they'll have their small customer bases, but that's it. You don't have the government coming in and saying, okay, we have, uh, we have Walgreens, we have Stoic, and we have these other pharmacies. That's too many, so we're going to close you and you down, but Walgreens can stay because they paid us the most. <laughs> like, let it sort itself out. If there's 439 pot shops, either A, there's so many people that need pot that they're all doing okay, or B, just let them run their course, and eventually because the market's so flooded, they will just shut themselves down. They'll go out of business because there's so many. Yeah, I mean... So what's the problem? Why is the government stepping in being like, oh, there's too many, too many people on the field, time out, you know? Yeah, I mean, go through and tell the people who aren't functioning legally or the right way to get out. Totally, I'm down with that. I support doing things by the law, but if somebody's functioning a legal business and they're making money and they're making you money, exactly. leave them alone. Be happy that we're hey, not doing it behind your money. back like we used to be. Yeah, exactly. And some still are, you know, like we're trying to go out. You're making it actually more harder, h- harder for us. To do it the legal way, but we're doing it because we want to be a part, a contributing member to society and we want to help and everything. But the harder you make it, the more we're going to eventually, we're going to get stoned and we're going to be like, you know what? This is stupid. I'm going to go back to the way things were. And I was making way more money. Granted, it was a little more risk, but who cares? You're making this ridiculous. You're making me want to risk going to jail rather than jump through your, your, you're flaming hoops. Good job. Flaming is I what saw I was that. Gonna, thank you. I can't fake you out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it seems silly. It's where you're in a ca- if this was communism, then I would say, okay, the government can can is more than allowed to step in and say what can happen, but it's not. You left this up to us. We elected you, and you're totally effing us from the behind, and that is no good. I don't approve of that message at all. Me neither. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we got a quick update about Mark Emery here. Moving on. Um, remember, what were we talking about last Tuesday? He was in solitary He's because... He's in solitary confinement because Jody Emery, his wife, recorded a telephone conversation between the two of them for use in his podcast. He is recording a podcast from prison, but apparently... They were being recorded through the phones and the prison has an unwritten law that wives aren't allowed to record telephone calls with their husbands so what for if, use in a podcast. What if it was his mistress? Could that, would that fly? Uh, you know, that, does, the, does the unwritten the law... The unwritten law may have that as a subsection. Can you change an <laughs> unwritten law? <laughs> That's that's the convenient thing about unwritten laws. It says whatever you want it to say whenever you want it to say it. 
Very convenient. I know. And so they, they have this unwritten law, and I, and I haven't seen it, so I'm not sure what all is entailed in the unwritten law, but... He's in solitary confinement, and right now he's not allowed phone calls for six weeks. So this is real time right now he's still in solitary? He's still in solitary. So, hold on. So from the time we did when you guys hung out with us last Tuesday till right now, you guys have been, you know, going about your day-to-day lives. Our friend Mr. Emery has still been sitting in solitary. Can you imagine that? Like, imagine you're in a closet. You're Tom Cruise and R. Kelly, and you're in a closet, Okay. For a week, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was bad. But, like, that's so crazy. I can imagine being locked up in a little closet with Tom Cruise and R. Kelly for a whole week. He's been sitting in there. He's not allowed to talk to anybody. Well, who do you talk to? I'm talking to myself because you locked me in solitary. He's not, a- he can write <laughs> letters, but they only are sending them out, like, I guess in, like, <clears throat> bundles. Well, yeah, they don't want that stuff to get out there too quick, you know? Yeah, so he's pretty, you know. I mean, life sucks right now. He's in prison in Washington. Yeah. And I forgot. I apologize. I forgot to put the address in the show notes when I wrote them. You know what, though? I looked for it and I couldn't find it. I have it. Oh. Right in, down by my feet. Okay. Well, we'll be I sure to. I don't want people to see how appalling my bag is, well, so I'm not going to no, whip it out right now. But if now. you have it, we'll quick after this show, we'll go back and edit the last episode's show notes. That way it's there. And then we'll also put it in tonight's show Word. notes. Word. So. Because he can get the letters, but they are still reading them before he gets them so that, you know, they can make sure that nothing, um, you know risque is being discussed we don't want him pleasure how how do you say how do you say beating off nicely we don't want him pleasuring himself to the thought by himself marijuana right stuff out here thank you yeah so he still wants um He still wants letters and stuff. It's a good way for him to communicate with things or at least get some kind of input. That's kind of what he's craving while he's in jail. So, Like, keep keep it up, Mark. It's still tough out here. Not as tough as, as, as it is in there with, you know, Tom Cruise and R. Kelly. But, right. you know, we're fighting the good fight. <laughs> and if anybody wants to look more into Mark Emery or see what they can do to help, you can go to CannabisCulture.com. And that's kind of the website that him and his wife have have set up for their magazine that they were running before he was extradited to the United States for right. selling seeds. So it says on June 3rd, the officials at the SeaTac Federal Detention Center in the Washington gave Emory an official in the Washington. Nice. Uh, gave Emory an official citation for allowing his wife, the BC Green Party director at large, Jody Emory, to record a message from him over the phone, claiming it broke the prison's rule forbidding third party calls. Uh, Emery was locked in a segregated housing unit and denied access to books, television, the telephone, or contact with his wife and family. No, uh, can, what's that called? Those visits? Conjugal visits. Conjugal visits. No, Man, not a one. That's rough. And you think, like, you're in solitary? Like, that's when I need it the most. And you're not letting me do it. I'm so lonely. That's horrible. Hey, you know what, though? I'm glad we didn't go with the name podcast because here it says Mark's Prison Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Awesome. Way to stay original. That's all right. Uh, he will remain in the SHU uh, until the prison holds an internal disciplinary hearing at an undetermined future date. How convenient. You know, Mark may never see the light of day again. 
uh, if this... He sold seeds. He's the most dangerous person there could be. I sleep better at night knowing he's in jail, knowing that these pot seeds aren't out there, you know, running around the city raping people. Because pot seeds, those are the ones that uh, they go in your brain and then they take over and you become pod people, right? That's pot seeds? That, that's body that something snatcher else pod people. Oh, okay. That's not him? No. Why is he locked in solid? What, what's pot seeds do? That he's in They solitary. grow into plants. They run around and like steal that your children, right? That could possibly be male or possibly be female. And if they're female, then you right. oh, yeah, love rem- them and harvest them. And then I remember now. And they grow into plants. Disperse and then, the love. And the plants uproot themselves and then they try to take over your city, right? That's this, that's the, this plant? Is that the plant I'm thinking of? No? I, I think you're thinking of Seymour from oh, The Shop of Horrors. What? What's so bad about this that he's in jail now? I, I'm, I don't. If he's not taking over people's bodies, just the pot seeds. Huh. Interesting. Yep. He just sold them online. That's all he did. And that's a no-no, huh? That's a huge no-no because they don't contain a lick of THC. But you know. Oh, oh wait. Chris says they help me sleep, they help my back, and they stop my seizures. Well, that's horrible. You should be in jail. All of us should be in jail. I know. And Charlie Clown, that's like selling poppy seeds. <laughs> poppy I seed muffins? I can go buy some right now at Rose Hours. <laughs> I have some in my fridge. They are amazingly good. That's so messed up, dude. <laughs> oh, wow. I never even thought of that. Like, you're selling poppy seed muffins and he's in solitary. He's no. in solitary. He is having to do his dirty business hey, when in we- a little stainless steel oh, toilet man. in a dark room that's rough man i feel for that like i i need a nice toilet to poop on that's horrible now um i don't know uh emery's attorney rick troberman was allowed a brief visit on tuesday june 8th and said mark has been locked in a very small f- cell for 24 hours a day since thursday and could be there for a lot longer quote we don't know how long he'll be in there. <laughs> it's frustrating. What am I paying you for? Figure something out. <laughs> I know. Do your job. <laughs> Do your job, lawyer. <laughs> I shouldn't even be here in the first place. Come on. It's frustrating because he certainly didn't intend to break any rules, and he's been doing everything he can to comply with the rules. Uh, recording podcasts was something that he did regularly while in custody in Canada. Well, let's be honest. Canadians are a lot nicer than we are. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, and there was never a problem with it. No one told him he couldn't do it here, and as soon as he was told it was a violation of the rules, he immediately sent a message to Jody and told her not to broadcast it, and she didn't. Uh, Emery's wife Jody says she is devastated. She hasn't been able to talk to Mark for almost a week. They you know are... what? He might be in Gitmo for all anyone knows. They are the sweetest couple too. If you've ever seen footage of them together, oh, I bet they just look at each other. With they're like that... the Obamas, they're... Michelle and Obama. <laughs> they're a little better. Like they're they're like the Gores before the whole the, nasty the divorce. divorce yeah. Thing. They are. That's crazy. I mean, they're like, they've got their arms around each other. They look at each other lovingly while they're hitting the bomb. No, no, that's the crazy weed lust, man. No, He's it's gonna actual rape her. lovey love. Is it? It's lovey love. Oh, man, I it's always thought beautiful. that was the weed lust. Hmm. And she's fighting hard. She took over the Green Party in Canada to help him. Yeah, that's what, that's good. Yeah. Someone needs to. They need a leader. And I mean, she's probably been in it long enough to know, you know, what's up. Yeah, she's she's amazing. She's very well spoken, extremely intelligent. That's so crazy though, cuz honestly, like 
you can get lost in our justice system and no one will ever see you again if they want it to be. And that's why they were fighting so hard to try to get him away from being extradited to the United States is because they were worried that he would get beat up yeah. and possibly killed well, they kind or of fixed lost that by or putting him in solitary. Well, yeah, he can't get beat up by a prisoner. Right. But it's pretty easy for them to say that he came running at me. Right. He He went crazy from the pot. (laughs) Yeah. That was still in his system. (laughs) He could get beat up by the loneliness and having to poop in a little box. The resin from his lungs leaked into the other cells (laughs) and it caused him to go insane. And the whole prison rioted because because of the resin in his lungs. That's crazy. You people are crazy. And we're the ones that are high. And you're crazy. So think about Yay. that. Think about that, okay? We're high and you're nuts. Okay? It, I feel safe every day. I know. How does it feel to know that you could end up in Guantanamo Bay at any time for any reason? That's just how we roll. You yeah. don't know. Cry wolf, I dare you. Oh, where are you at? I'm getting waterboarded in Gitmo. They moved Gitmo. It's on the moon now. I'm on the moon getting waterboarded. Do you know what that's like with the gravity of the moon? Sucks. Let me tell you. Sometimes I feel like it's a little safer for me to make it very well known where I am all of the time so that there is never a question of what happened to me. (laughs) That's right. Charlie Clown says, with moon water. That's right. You don't even know what that's like. (laughs) Oh, man. It's like real water, but it's all moony. Oh, man. No thanks. So, uh, quote, this is from uh, his wife. It's horrible not hearing from my beloved husband, not knowing what's going on, when I'll be in touch with him next. She wrote in a recent blog post at Cannabis Culture. And the solitary confinement is just the period where he waits for the punishment to be determined. And if it's not punishment enough, they can take away phone, email, and visits. They can take away everything. Everything. If Mark ends up on the moon... Don't say I didn't tell you so, because I did (laughs) just now. Uh, Libby Davies, New Democratic Party MP for Vancouver East, sent a letter to Canada's Minister of Foreign Affairs, Lawrence Cannon, today. (laughs) Is that your porn name or is that your real name? (laughs) Uh, Asking him to intervene to ensure that the rights and safety of Emery as a Canadian citizen. Now, let's keep this in mind, okay? He's a Canadian citizen. Mm -hmm. We kind of... We expedited him. him. What's that called? Extradited. We stole him we from his him. country. Yeah. Yeah. After he already served time in his country right. for something he did. Let's all just in our country. Right. Let's keep that in mind here. Okay. He is a uh, Canadian citizen chilling out in solitary on the moon for selling seeds. Right. Right. Let's. <laughs> How insane can this get? How many how many registered sex offenders can you find in the Flathead Valley? Go. They're free. They're, they're not everywhere in, and I live two blocks from an elementary school. They're not in solitary, are they? The Rosebrier Inn is still functioning. Weird, huh? <laughs> I drive by that sh- poop hole ah! every day and I what weep. What is wrong with this picture? I weep a tear. Of sadness and disappointment every time I drive by there. It's unbelievable, right? Like, that's crazy. That's why... Uh, Yeah, that's... I feel so bad. Like, imagine if you didn't hear from your loved one and you didn't know, like, what was going on for that long. Like, that would kill me inside. It's... 
If I, I didn't hear from my cat, like that would seriously mess with me. I don't know what I'd do. I wouldn't, you know, I would, I would pitch a stink, but I also understand she's trying to probably stay up in Canada where she's safe. I wouldn't come to the U.S. (laughs) ever. I would vote to move Canada as far away from the U.S. as I could. Because who knows? We're going to extradite. What's the word? Extradite. We're going to extradite Canada. And now Canada's in solitary on the moon, getting waterboarded with moon water. Take that, Canada, our friends to the north. They're going to strategically place bombs and detach themselves. And then somehow just push Alaska down and give it to (laughs) us and be like, you wanted it, you can have it, that's fine. Hey, Russia, we got got an empty spot down here now. What do you? Yay. Hey, hey, Russia! What are you and China doing? You guys want to come over? You guys want to come hang out? That's so ridiculous. Are you serious? Uh, quote: Mark should have access to consular officials, and they should be vigilant in protecting his rights under law in the U.S. Said, uh, "I'm not even gonna try that." Uh, some <laughs> the liberal MP for Vancouver. If you can Google who that is, there you go. Quote here, you have a man who has pleaded guilty to charges that would never be laid against him in this country. Our police forces have facilitated his arrest and extradition to the U.S. for crimes we would never prosecute him for here. And now, for essentially making a telephone call to his supporters, he has been put in solitary confinement. That seems fair, right? Home of the free, land of, what is it, land... Oh, but he's a Canadian citizen who sold seeds. Right. I, so, I, so he doesn't get I, the same stuff, right? Every time you say that, I'm, I'm having a real hard time visualizing someone that should be in solitary confinement. Okay. Uh, that's, you know, it's the same method as people repeating a name over and over to remind you someone's human. I'm trying to remind people that he's in solitary confinement in our country for selling seeds. Right. Like you, did you all catch that? <laughs> For selling seeds. And okay. it's in the state that is in between. Okay, there's 80 miles of Idaho, and then there is the state that he is being kept in. That's how right. close he is to us. Yeah. Like, He's we could go there. I'm actually allegedly. going. I'm actually going to Washington on Saturday for the Basement Boys 100th episode. They're another podcast that we're friends with. They're doing a live party thing in Clarkston. You want me to just swing by and pick him up? Yeah, I'll, do. I'll, hey, can we assemble a team? I'm going to need a team assembled, and we're going to go bust him out. Are we definitely red flag now? I would I would just try well, to make sure that we all understand not to medicate after X time. We're going to bust <laughs> him out with plutonium. Okay, now are we... Fl- <laughs> You're, like, obsessing. Obsessing with the plutonium. I'm a big fan of Disney. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, our government should be speaking to U.S. authorities to have Emery sentenced as early as possible and then bring him home to serve his sentence. Well, if you're if you guys are any good, uh, if you guys are as good at bringing him home as we are at bringing our troops home, good luck. <laughs> Just saying. Hey, 
Uh, Troberman said that he thought the punishment was unfair considering the circumstances, you know, that he didn't Sold do anything to hurt anybody. And talked to his wife, and she recorded it to share it with the world. So if he writes her a letter and she takes a picture of it or shares it with anybody else, is he going to go back in solitary confinement? I, I don't know, because once the letter's in her possession, it's hers, right? Uh, okay, if you're the so intended, if you're the intended recipient, that's your property. Once it is on your computer, that's your words in my brain are my property. <laughs> Give me my words back. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, you stole on. his it's words. Stupidity! It's a wife and a husband having a conversation that she recorded. Yeah, it was going to be used in a podcast. Oh, no. He also sold seeds. As soon as he kills people or, I don't know, develops something that kills hundreds of people. Right. I think maybe we should give the guy a little bit of a break. I'll even give you one for drugs. If he starts selling heroin, you can go ahead and put him back in solitary, okay? But until that happens, so, I don't know. Well, once again, I uh, wish you the best of luck, sir. Really, we're pulling for you. So, uh, moving on, we got a few more stories I want to cover before we get out of here. Uh, this one in Helena. Um, is Schweitzer on our side or not? Because I'm having a hard time figuring I, out where Brian stands I, here. I don't know. Like He's kind of worrying me with this whole gene stuff that he wants to do. So what's going on with uh, our friend Brian? Here it says that um, Schweitzer on Thursday said that legalization of medical marijuana has not worked out as voters planned and the state needs a legislative fix. Well, that might not have happened if the legislator wouldn't have made it so not... I don't know, clear, like right. maybe a little less gray would have helped. Which, okay, maybe <laughs> if they would have initially done it, right? That... You didn't see that coming. You honestly didn't see that we are all just smoking weed and just enjoying our lives. That when you passed a vague law like that, we were going to completely take advantage of it. You didn't see that. When they passed it in two, you know, when it got passed in 2004. It, nobody counted on having a president who was going to actually come out and say, okay, you right. know what? I'm going to tell people to back up. <laughs> nobody counted on us having a black president. Is that what you're I saying? I didn't say black. I said it. I said, I said nobody it. counted on us having a president. Who <laughs> <laughs> having a cool president read black. <laughs> you know? Everyone likes their black friend, right? They're like, man, that's so cool. I got a black friend. It's awesome. That's what we are, right? You always got to brag about him, too, so that everybody knows that you at least have one. Like, hey, what color is your president? Oh, ours is black. No big deal. It's cool. Yeah. He legalized weed and crack. I'm not not so sure about the crack, but um, I'm behind the weed thing. Yeah, he painted the White House black. He let George Clinton moved in. They just chill on the mothership, shooting the bop gun all day. Sir knows devoid of funk. He comes over, but they just blast him with the bop gun. It's cool. I could tell you a whole story about George Clinton. (laughs) <laughs> that anyway, and that's so, a whole other show. That's as another well. podcast. So, anyways, um, the medical marijuana law passed with a 2005 ballot initiative has Flash become one of the it. hottest topics facing lawmakers as the state deals with the an explosion in the number of medical marijuana patients, caregivers, and growers. Wow, we didn't know you guys were all potheads. Well, now you know. 
Montana has seen a five-fold growth in cardholders in just one year, thanks in large part to the traveling clinics and Jason Christ, our best friend. Thank you. Appreciate it. That sign up hundreds uh, of new patients. Still waiting for your phone call. 406-204-4687. I was even nice about it in the show notes, too. I know. I asked for him to call. Do you see I added a few things here and there? Yeah, I did. I liked that little Matt in, Matt out. Matt out, out is how you have to read it. Yeah. Now you all know for future reference. Um, as a large part to the traveling clinics to sign up hundreds of new patients at a time with a doctor on site. A person must have a debilitating medical condition certified by a doctor to register as a medical marijuana patient with the state. The explosion of retail stores selling the medical marijuana has prompted cities in the state to start making their own regulations limiting the growth of the industry. Okay, okay I so- have a problem with that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, do you, I think you might have the same problem as so I do. So when Starbucks started just blowing up, like we weren't like, whoa, 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 you guys are all hooked on coffee? Oh, man, I thought it was just like a few here and there that needed it because they couldn't stay awake because their days were so god-awfully boring. But it's all of you? You all drink coffee and now Starbucks is on every block. All right, well, I guess we're going to have to crack down on Starbucks now. No, that's not what they did. They were like, hey, good job. Way to put everyone out of business that made coffee. Like, come on. We're doing good. Look at all of this business that's stimulated. My problem? How many of the cities actually had this problem before they did something about it? Yeah, we were all still here smoking. Um, most of these cities actually banned or put a moratorium on before a single place opened. Oh, yes, caller, you're live on the Hotbox Podcast. What's up? Hi, I just had a quick question. I was reading about this thing about um, Schweitzer, and um, and he has a plan to genetically imprint uh, marijuana with something so they can track it is that possible or can you comment on that can you art how how small can you make these chips now what would you say are they microscopic yet nano blood cell size i think that schweitzer what he wants to do is he wants to try to create i think i i have a feeling he might have meant strains that are um connected to specific growers but he said the genetic thing so he may actually be talking about doing the genetics and when you're talking about altering genetics that really worries me because that brings up a whole other debate in all of this that i mean you could even bring up the soybeans but that's possible because even at the dna level there's been scientists that have created a completely synthetic dna set and inside of that, they wrote their names. So and you could do that, technically, I'm sure in theory. it's possible, I mean, but w- at what point in time do we draw the line and say, okay, it's regulated? I mean, they're trying to say they want to do that so that they can track the marijuana all the, the way from point is- A to point B. But that's not fair, because if I sell something to a patient... And two days later, they go and sell it to somebody else. That is not my fault. Right. I did not allow them to do that. I did not encourage that. So, but I'm going to be held responsible. Why isn't Budweiser getting sued every time there's a DUI or somebody dies from that? That's true. You know, I mean, I think the genetic thing, it's bringing up a when, whole new can of worms that we just, it's stupid to even try to open. So check this out. When a kid goes through his parents' medicine cabinet and finds the oxys. Kid goes to a party, pops the oxys, drinks alcohol, dies. Whose fault is that? They don't blame the parents. They try to blame the manufacturer. 
I but just, they had no part in it. Once that leaves your store, you have no part in it. Well, yeah, and and see, they're trying to hold people responsible, but also, I mean, if anybody knows about like the soybean jeans, Monsanto is a huge company that actually owns yeah, that the was gene in, to the soybean. That was in that one documentary. Yeah, we watched a while. They ago. actually own the gene to the soybean, and they were trying to get they, all all the farmers to use that, and some of them were like, "We don't want to do that." And yeah. they were like, you have to. And they get in ah. trouble. Even right, if, finding stuff. Even if pollen goes from one farm to another because of that genetic patent that they have, those people could get in trouble, even if they had nothing to do with it. So talking about genetically altering marijuana, that opens up the doors to people patenting things. And that opens up the doors to so people not being able want. to grow that's it. That's the end game. That is, is the pharmaceutical the company's patent it, or the government or whoever that, I'm sure it. that's the end game. That's why Philip Morris owns all that but, land in Humboldt County. So they patent it. We can still choose not to buy theirs and just grow our own still, right? Which is interesting because no one grows their own tobacco, right? We all go buy it. So is that what's going to end up happening? We're all going to just stop growing our own and just buying it from them because they have I think that's the, what they're hoping for. They own the patent. I think that's what they're hoping for. But, I mean, I'm a firm believer in people growing it because I think, I mean, what better way to help yourself? So Montana Connect says you can't patent a living plant. Where you can, pla- you can, you patent, can patent seeds a, a if gene. you if you make more changes to the seed than what was natural, that's yours, right? Like if I take a song and I change it enough, it becomes my song, doesn't it? I mean, I guess it's different for a digital file as compared to a living plant, but so what happens in uh, genetics with humans? What happens if we patent that? Only we can that's, clone people. That's why it's that's why it's just a whole that's a whole. It's a slippery that, slope, right? It's a whole subject marijuana should not even be in, and the fact that Schweitzer is the one. I mean, Schweitzer's going there, and that it's scary because I don't think it's going to happen. At least not right now. I mean, that's years off. D Bud says DEA has patent on the cannabinoids in the weed plant. Is that Marinol? Did they patent that? Um, no, the- I think that I think a pharmaceutical company has patented Marinol because it's a th- synthetic THC. Oh, it's he's not. It's an about, analog. It's not an actual THC. It's an analog. Yeah, and so he's talking about actual patents that have been filed with the government. That you can find online that right, show right. that they have patents for certain things involved with marijuana. So that's crazy. I'm so, I'm still totally caught on the the whole sentence that they're like the explosion of retail stores selling medical marijuana is making them want to regulate it, limiting it. What other industry do you limit and regulate when it explodes like that? You throw yourselves parties when your stuff explodes and gets popular and everyone's into it. But not us? Like, what is up with that? I totally don't get that. That blows my mind. It's insanity. You, you want economic stimulation. There's only a few ways to do that right now because everything you've made up till now has been complete crap. And it breaks and it doesn't last and it destroys things. Have you seen the Gulf lately? I haven't had a single person complain about my product. It does what it says it does. Yeah, the only it's not side a placebo. effects. Uh, three side effects. Happy, What's that? hungry, mm-hmm. sleepy. Mm. I don't know. 
can't have that, though, in a productive society. Or can we? Can I go a whole day doing what I do and smoke? I bet I can. I bet I do. It's amazing. Every day. And we're fine. Like, what's your problem? You're like... You're like the cousin that nobody likes to hang out with, and you're all mad about it. You but you're like the rich cousin, so you, you have this little bit of control, and you don't like it that nobody likes you. You know what I think is really funny is people that medicate, right? Like um, us, for instance, we have full-time jobs, and we do this, and family lives, and other responsibilities, and we handle a lot more stuff and get it done a lot better than people I know that are anti-pot. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, well. What do you do, though? You Nothing. try to elect officials that are maybe going to do something, but you can only do that once, what, once every few years? I don't know. I, how, how often can you do that? And how often does that even work, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do? Just deal with it? Just let it go back to the way it was? You're not going to have a storefront anymore, but you're going to make a hell of a lot more money. There's going to be more risk, but that's the, that's the nature of the game that they created. And We're going to smoke either way. That's yeah, but just bottom just, line. And they're going to keep changing the game over and over again. Yeah. And that's so, sad, you know, it is, like it we're is. trying to do something nice here and you guys are just totally corrupting it. I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised you corrupt everything you touch, but still, you know. All right. Well, moving on from that, we'll put a link to that story in the show notes. If you guys want to read some more at hotboxpodcast.com. I noticed in the chat someone was asking, how do you donate to this show? You can go to hotboxpodcast.com slash donate. Click the PayPal button there. Give us some money. So, uh, who's this group in Billings that we talked about last Tuesday? How are oh they doing? That's the Safecom MT group? Uh, yeah. How are they doing? Are they good? Oh, you know, they're, uh, they're, okay, they have until Friday to get all 25,000 of their signatures. Till this Friday? Yes. So as they're of, at, like, what, 23,500? They need a few hundred more? this morning, it was 24,337. That's how many votes they had. That's how many they needed. Wait, whoa, that's how many they need? That's how many they need. And how long, did you wait till the last minute to do your homework assignment? Like, how how long have they been collecting same? That's like 10. You've gotten 10 signatures. And see, it can't just be 24 or 25,000 random signatures. Right. It has to be 5% of the registered voters from at least 34 of the state's 100 house districts. Right. This can't be like Bart Simpson writing his name on the board over and over again. You actually have to go out and hustle people. Yeah. That, you have to go out and find 25,000 people that don't smoke pot and don't like it. Good luck. And, and actually, a friend of mine in Billings was approached by one of the gentlemen with the clipboard trying to get signatures and when she didn't want to sign and started asking him questions he got angry with her what kind of questions was she asking well she was asking questions about you know well what what do you expect people to do you know if you take away their ability to get this where do you what are they gonna do in the meantime and he was like they can get it off the street they've done it before in essence when you do that you create that underground market like that wouldn't exist if you could go there's no underground market for shoes there's no underground market for you know dvd okay bad example there's no underground market for food really like when you make that stuff illegal though that's when you create that market 
And that underground market is protected by thugs with guns and bombs and the mob mm-hmm. and all that, you know? So if you don't want that, you shouldn't create that. But that's what they're hoping for, is if they can keep making us look like criminals, it's easier to sell it to everybody that it needs to be stopped. So what better way than saying, you know, I'll go buy it off the streets while we try to figure out how to do the law right. Right. It's stupidity. So they're getting, they're trying to get the signatures. And And they have three more days to get over 23,000 signatures. They do. I'm going to go out on a little tiny limb and say that's never going to happen. Well, and see, the the story in the interlink that they did, they kind of tried to make it sound like, you know, it's this group of moms that are just trying to be all thoughtful. It's the mothers against drunk driving, and they've all, like, had kids again that they didn't let go out and drink and drive and kill themselves but they have other kids right and now they're like we gotta do something else we're mad still it's like okay (laughs) we dare you to be mad i don't understand at what point in time do they get to be my kids right i mean you know better than i but honestly how many parents are like you and are wanting to raise their own kids most parents are like here's the daycare for eight hours here's my mom for another three hours like if i'm willing to do it then let me do it how the crap i want to do it they're just saying the majority aren't like that they're like please teacher raise my kids and please daycare raise my kids you know yeah and so this these mom they got in this group right and apparently they had this like heart to heart about how um um they needed to make these changes happen to protect the kids. Right. But it's- are they going to see that they didn't get hardly any signatures that maybe they're doing an unnecessary thing and okay. they'll just go away like dare and there's 16,000 some patients in Montana. Subtract that from the population. That's like 10, like I said before. Good luck, guys. Yay! So, this says, uh, six weeks ago, a handful of moms met at a local city council meeting regarding medical marijuana, and we talked about that last Tuesday. They were outraged at what they saw happening in their community and were concerned with what it could lead to. Very wife oh, of Reverend Lovejoy. We're so concerned well, at the corruption. This is think about the children! The kids! Oh, no! What about the kids? Oh, my God. <laughs> the kids that are learning out of 10-year-old f- school books? Think about that. Maybe you should you should form safe community smart kids, and you should all go out and petition to get new books. The How kids about that? that think the easiest way to fix your problem is to pop a pill? Right. Like, hey, Mom, why are your notes in my school book? Well, honey... <laughs> Because we're retarded. Have you seen that billboard between Columbia Falls and Kalispell that says alcohol kills four times more teenagers than all other drugs combined? Have you seen that one that says, think losing your virginity in the bathroom is normal? (laughs) Well, you will on meth. (laughs) You know what? The funny thing is, I'm totally not even making that up. There is one. Seriously, it's it's off the highway. Hey, not even once. Not even once. Not even once. Although my my brother made a horrible shirt that said Huckleberry Meth. <laughs> Maybe just once. Maybe just once because it's really good. <laughs> but after that, no more. And that was horrible. So I, I have a problem with this. This says the medical marijuana law has become one of the hottest topics facing lawmakers as the state deals with an explosion in the number of medical marijuana patients, caregivers, and growers. 
why? I I don't get it. Why? Why is this? Why do you even care? You should be happy. Count your money and go buy hookers and blow like you do. That's what politicians do, right? I think um, hookers and blow. Of them. Yeah, and men if they're men, usually <laughs> a lot of that. Air airplane bathroom people. So what's yeah? That goes back to the original. We should write this down. Our original argument is that. When a when an industry does really good, you shouldn't put a cap on it because we're doing really good. That's the argument we'll stick with, and let them try to. Where say, would we be? But if, it's bad. Where would we be if they would have stopped computer technology? Right, because How's, they thought it was getting out of hand. How is the pharmaceutical companies? Are, are they getting out of hand yet? How many I'm pills glad are they people upgraded. on daily? <laughs> yeah, we they, we do more pills than we smoke pot. Come on, like seriously. Yeah. That's unbelievable. You're not regulating that, really. You're, I mean, I guess with prescriptions and stuff, but there's still plenty of junk out there you can just go get over the counter or on the street, right? So local governments, prosecutors, and others say the widespread growth is far outpacing what voters originally envisioned. Well, well, we'll see in November, won't we? Okay, <laughs> if I'm going to vote for something, aren't I going to assume every person I know yeah. is going to potentially use it because it's there? If I vote, so if if the government comes to us and they're like, "So, we have this law to pass uh, prostitution, but only if you're in a relationship that is very unsatisfying." And we're like, "Okay, we vote on that. Should we be super surprised when all of us are doing the, the prostitutes? No. We should have seen that coming. We like this. That's You gave it to us and you said this is how it is, so we did it. Yeah, the, and, the, and they're still trying to stand by their whole like, oh, they have Marinol. Yeah, that's... <laughs> you know what you can do with that. I'll tell you on the other show. Censor. <laughs> uh, there are currently 16,255 registered medical marijuana patients I'm in Montana. I'm not, but still. Uh, and 3,438 caregivers. I'm one of them. Awesome. People who supply marijuana to patients. Hey, FYI. I am one of them. If you didn't know what a caregiver is, they're the people that supply marijuana to patients. Okay, just so you know. Uh, and we do it well. Yes, they do. Flyhead County has 2,132 patients, the third highest total in the state. Wow. Go Only us, the huh? the third. Go us. Why is it such a big deal? And you deal? know the funny thing is, I know so many people that still smoke pot that don't have cards. I know. Like, if we all went and did it, you guys would be like, oh my God, there's so many. Like, you're lucky some of us have just chilled back in the cut. Just kind of doing our own thing. You're lucky because there and would the be so many. Uber paranoid people, too. How's your census? All of us smoke pot there. <laughs> uh, 520 caregivers, the highest total for any Montana county. Thank you. Uh, medical marijuana advocates and opponents have been meeting to consider ways to fix the state marijuana law that has come under heavy scrutiny. Hey, you know what I say? If it ain't broke, <laughs> don't fix it. It's kind of <laughs> broke. Maybe just legalize it completely. But other than that, Whatever. Uh, no agreement has been reached yet, of course, because no one can decide what they're doing. No one in power can decide what they're doing. We've figured it out. We've got it We know down. what should happen. We wrote the books. We wrote the reports. We're good. I don't know what you guys you are doing. You just raised us. It's not like we know what to do or anything. Can you catch up with the rest of us, please, uh, government? Thank you. So, <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to talk about this last uh, this lady here? Because I, I think do. that's pretty cool, and we should do that before we get out of here. And I actually brought in 
the newspaper. Is article. that the Daily Interlake? The what uh, daily what day is that? Mistake Sunday. Sunday. What's on the front page? Then? Sunday. 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 And Chris six oh eight says so. When I overdose on pot, they can save me. <laughs> That's awesome. <coughs> so what's that on the cover of the uh, Daily Interlake? That okay, looks, I hope that? that that's actually like I can't see what's on camera. Yep, perfect. What okay. is that? Pot leaf. That is a pot leaf. Awesome. This is the story that they did about patients. Yay, Sarah! On the front page. On the front page of the Interlake, and it's a story against weed, right? On s- no, no, it's on the front page of the Interlake, and it's not against weed. It's about patients who are using marijuana, and it's benefiting their lives. Wow, I know it was pretty crazy. I I was not sure what to thought, you know, to think. So this is the story of Sarah Bow, right? Yeah. Now is this someone you know? Yeah, she's actually a girl out of Billings. She's 25, and she's using it to help with her seizures. Okay. She, what does she suffer from? What, is, what are the seizures from? Epilepsy? She was first diagnosed with epsla, epil, blah, 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 epilepsy at 15, right? Yes. Okay, so... And she, it says a year ago, she suffered 12, 12 seizures a day while taking 14 medications that ta- cost $2,000 a month. These would be the pharmaceutical medications. Yes. Right, okay. Yes, the pharmaceutical medications. Um, she grew up in South Carolina and she was diagnosed with epilepsy at 15. She suffered grand mal and petite mal seizures as well as uncontrollable tremors between seizures. Interesting. She says, it caused me to lose my handwriting, she said. Because the stress of exams worsened her condition, Bao was first was forced to drop out of college just a few credits short of graduation. As a side effect, one of her many medications, she gained 150 pounds. Whoa. I know. On two occasions, her fiancé had to resuscitate her when she failed to start breathing after a seizure. Now, I know if you're in a relationship with someone for a long period of time... It sucks going through those situations. Oh, I bet. I can I would leave. I'm sorry. Where? I'm not that good of a person. I would be like, "Are you serious again?" Hey, what's shaking? I'm out. <laughs> uh, my husband rolled a car years ago and it still makes me sick to my stomach sometimes when I think about it because it was close to losing him. That's crazy. It's nuts. To have to go through something like that. And I and I would I didn't even know him when that happened. He was just a stupid high school jock that ugh, <laughs> you know. Awesome. And and so I mean just that kind of makes me sick to my stomach. So having yeah. to go through something like that is insane and it really shows like the strength when you put when That's you stick some with someone serious that. serious dedication. Yeah. These same people don't understand how much it's oh, helping there. the people and they're using her as this example because that's so much money and so many problems to have to go with. She cut it down to six hundred dollars a month now, just from two thousand dollars. From two thousand to six hundred. That's just crazy. by using medical marijuana. But you know who's not happy about that? The people <sighs> that are not getting that money. I bet they're not thrilled. Oh, I'm sure. That's where safe community, how, safe kid people come in. How much? Of that, <laughs> <laughs> how much of that six hundred dollars are the pharmaceutical companies getting? Uh, None. I n- not not mine. So not only did you lose fourteen hundred, but now you're not making six hundred. <laughs> well, and she also lost weight. She she doesn't have the tremors or the seizures. And the only problem she's had is when she got sick, right? And she had to stop using for a little bit, and she started having problems with seizures again. 
That's so crazy. But as soon as she was able to get it back into her system, she was fine. But she's getting ready to get married and everything. She's moving on with her life. And I'm just happy that there was actually a story where it showed somebody who's a young person right. and you, who's, who's using it and they're benefiting from it. You might want to mention, too, that the only reason she had to stop smoking it is because she came down with the swine flu yeah, back in November. Like, for real. That's I'm not pretty joking. hardcore. And then she had, she had two seizures that stopped as soon as she could again, you know, take the weed. So, yeah, that's, that's a pretty all right excuse. I don't like smoking when I get all, like, congested and stuff like that either. Yeah, and I mean, the story also talks about Don Lisk, who's 57, and he's from the area who, you know, he spent 20 years in pain from back injuries, and he's using it. I mean, there's people from all over the spectrum, every angle of life. This is being documented then, right? It's documented. Okay, so as long as as we're keeping track of this, we'll call this our, you know, some preliminary research for you. And then once we, you know, once they flip out and go crazy because of the weed, we'll mark that down and let you know. But don't hold your breath. I will make sure that as soon as Sarah goes over the deep end. So that's funny. She's kind of like our age, right? She's she's 25? She's a little younger, yeah. Right, okay, so. Ow, that hurts. Your age. Or no, yeah, her, age. her age. <laughs> oh man, we're old. But, oh, so it's funny that Lisk is kind of from the older generation, mm-hmm. and his point of view is a little different. He says he keeps his marijuana locked up, and he has discussions with his teenage children about the difference between medical and recreational uses of marijuana. He's like, all right, check this out. Recreational use is when we're out on the boat, and I'm smoking weed, and I'm driving the boat. Medicinal use is when I'm in the house and I can't get up and I have to smoke it in order to get up and put my shoes on. That's the difference. You know, I don't understand why they can't do like a certain maybe a level system that says, okay, this person is horribly ill. They're probably not going to make it long. Their code you level. Can have their code level everything. red. Yeah. yeah. They code get red. to grow. <laughs> they get to smoke it all. They get to eat it all. That's They're right. fine. But I and mean like everything. You want heroin? Your code <laughs> red, you can have it. You want cocaine? Doesn't matter. Code red, anything you want. Prostitutes, <laughs> we got that. No problem. <laughs> now you get down to the other codes and maybe we have a little more restriction on well, it because yeah. you're not dying. You're not gonna be uh, you're gonna be alive tomorrow. This guy who isn't, he can do anything he wants. Right. That's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, Washington because we're human beings. Washington allows people that are really never going to get better to have no expiration date. Right, yeah, exactly. I mean, come on, give us levels or something. That way, at least, like, maybe the cops then can figure out if somebody is stepping outside of their boundaries. Right. It's a little easier to look and go, oh, he's only a code level green. He should only have an ounce and he has a pound. I should investigate this. Yeah, why do you have that? Oh, okay, and now we know. Do-do-do-do-do. And Lisk is saying that it's way too easy now to get a marijuana card. He wants to see the regulations change to narrow the conditions that qualify for marijuana cards. I bet you wouldn't be saying that if you weren't 59 and suffering from a lot of pain. You know? (laughs) I have a question. When alcohol was illegal and people were doing wrong things with it, how did it become legal? Right. I mean, don't you think, like, they should have maybe said, oh, no, maybe we shouldn't legalize it because bad stuff is happening with it. You can drink if you have a prescription. How much fun would that be to go to a bar and have to be like, here's my card. Can I have a shot of whiskey? I do. I have to show I'm 21 every time I go into a bar. I have to prove I'm okay to be there. I have have a 300-pound wife. I have to get home and... uh, 
satisfy. So if you can just give me my bottle of whiskey, I'll be on my way. Like, how how awful would that be? No, you just go in there. You're like, here's that's so silly. But for this, it's like, oh, you got to Here's your flaming hoops. Have fun. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she um, Sarah actually pointed out that her fiance went to the hospital and was given two opiate painkillers and a muscle relaxant within like 15 minutes because he was in pain and nobody even knew the source of his pain. <laughs> but they just, just like, shot him up with hey, stuff. Hey, dude, I have pain too, mentally. Can I have that too? I go- you don't I've know gone, the source. I've gone to the hospital in pain and they've shot me up with with painkillers and and anti-nausea you know medication. What? I've gone to the hospital of pain and they've said go home junkie. <laughs> so, it goes either way. I've seen people like pull teeth out and go to the hospital and be like, "Oh, I need medicine." Stupid junkies, what are you doing? But you know. Yeah, they, it's all legal. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Oh, it's all legal. You can get a prescription for that. Oh. But, you know, the guy, Lisk, he, he is on the side. He's He doesn't want to see it being like, you know, this big carnival thing that, that it's kind of parts of it have turned into, you know. He doesn't want it legalized for recreational use. So he just wants it controlled and done. He's scared. He's scared. He thinks if he wasn't. He's scared if he wasn't a, under doctor supervision, he might freak out and listen to jazz music. You know, you don't know. You know, I had a woman call me today who was seriously scared that if she got her um, medical marijuana card and told her doctors that they would all stop talking to her. See? Now, and is that And she was founded? like, if I go to an emergency room and I tell them that I'm a medical marijuana patient, what if they say mean things and they make me cry? What then should I do? You give them the finger. She's like, can and my- tell them I'm going to North Valley Hospital. She goes, can my doctor tell me he won't help me anymore because I use medical marijuana? And I'm like, I think that they take an oath that says they can't, but yeah, I think so. I don't know for sure. Like at the front of the emergency room, it says they have to help everybody. Maybe not all of them. I don't know. Some but of them cross I think their fingers. maybe if the doctor has a sign up that says he has the right to refuse service, he doesn't right. have to. But I don't know. Like for sure, I need to find out. That's amazing. But she was, like, seriously scared about that. Yeah, well, I can see that. I mean, look at some of the doctors have been, you know, getting fined. I heard a couple doctors are getting their licenses taken away. There's problems, you know. They're scared. Well, don't be scared. <laughs> That's all. Just don't be scared. It's cool. It's chill. All right. Well, you got anything else before we call it good? No, I'm all right. Episode four? Is that I it? I think my voice was a little deeper tonight because I went to the fights nice. and I screamed. You got pumped up on some testosterone? Oh, Some Ferrari yeah. testosterone? <laughs> I got, I saw, I watched them roll around for a bit and well, I screamed and then my voice went to crap because <laughs> of it. I sound silly because I'm still sick. Thank you, roommate who has pneumonia. But anyway, uh, thank you guys for the donations. We appreciate uh, hotboxpodcast.com slash donate. We'll make sure it goes to this show and not to, you know, the other one. And uh, you can always leave us a message, 406-204-4687. I still don't know that. (laughs) That's cool. I got it. You can send us things (laughs) to the P.O. Box at hotboxpodcast.com slash P.O. Box. I still don't know that. Yeah. 
That's fine. You I can email it. info at hotboxpodcast.com. Hot I know that. Awesome. If you guys missed this, you can uh, go back and check out the main cam, which is Sandy here at hotboxpodcast.com slash live. Uh, we do these shows every Tuesday evening. If there's anything in particular you'd like us to, to talk about, send in the article or whatever to info at hotboxpodcast.com, of course. So we had a request to end the show with flashlight. So thank you, Sandy. Thank you, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks. Bye-bye. If you like you like this is where, where you need to be. If you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.